Matthew 21. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, it is written, my house. Now your house may be different, but we're not talking about your house tonight. My house shall be not maybe, not if, but my house shall be, shall be called a house of prayer. And do you know where he got that from? He said it is written. So it had to be written. Where was it written? I'll tell you where it was written. Isaiah 56. Here's what Isaiah 56 says. He was quoting Isaiah 56 says this, and all the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taketh hold of my covenant, even them will I bring into my holy mountain and I will make them joyful in my house of prayer and their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar for my house shall be called a house of prayer and this is what Isaiah said a house of prayer for all people and the Lord God which gathereth the outcast of Israel says I will gather Others to him besides those that are gathered unto me. How will he gather them? He will gather them by making a house of prayer. And when he walked into the temple... He got mad because he saw these money changers and they were selling things and they were trying to make it convenient. That's what they were doing. Because you know what? To carry your sacrifice to the temple took some effort. So it was easier to put a few coins in your pocket and show up at the temple and buy a sacrifice and let that be the sacrifice, then to bring your sacrifice. And when he walked in there, he got mad. Can you imagine Jesus, who was so loving and kind? He got angry. He said, this is not what it's about. I'm sorry, I know I'm, I I'm going to make someone mad, and that's okay because I'm not making you mad. It's the Holy Ghost. And so if you're mad, it ain't mad at me, honey. I'm going home and going to sleep. You're going to have to step and talk to Jesus. But can I be honest? We want everything to be convenient and packaged conveniently and get it done. And that's what Christianity has become about. Christianity, you can walk in and they'll tell you when they're going to start and they're going to tell you when they're going to finish. And that's what you can expect. But you know what? That's not what God is about. That's okay. You can fight me. We're just going to pray this spirit out of here. So you and I, we, we, we can go at it. But I'm telling you right now, and I don't mean this to be cocky. I'm going to win this battle. So you can take that. You can fellowship with that spirit. But me and that spirit are about to go round and round tonight. We've come a long way in a year. We've come a long way. 
But there's some old things that are trying to hold on. There's some old things that are trying to reach up and grab. There's some old things that say, you know what? We've done enough. Haven't we done enough? Can't you just leave us alone? That's what they said in the wilderness. Just let us go back to where we were. It was easier back then. We don't want to go fight no giants. You can do that. But God did not call me to stay in Egypt. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. God tonight shake us out of our religion shake us out of our religious blindness set a fire down in our soul Set a fresh fire. Set a fresh fire. Let it consume our flesh. Let it consume our will in this place tonight. Oh, come on, somebody. We need to pray. Come on, we need to pray right now. We need to pray. Come on, we need to pray. We need to press and pray. Come on. We're under no obligation tonight to do what we always done. We're following the Holy Ghost. We need to pray in the Spirit. Come on. We need to touch God in this place. Come on, we need a breakthrough in this tonight. We need to pray until we break through into something. If that takes five minutes, if it takes ten minutes. But we need to pray until we break through. We need to pray until we break through in the spirit. This resistance. This It's not a human resistance. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. We are not fighting a war against flesh, but we are ultimately fighting a war in the spirit. And we must press through and win that fight.
that we're resisting against tonight but we're resisting against spiritual strongholds supernatural strongholds and we need to break through those tonight come on we need to break through it's pointless just to go through the motions it's pointless to have church just like normal we need a supernatural breakthrough in the spirit we need to break through some of this stuff tonight Come on, God is wanting to do some things, but it will not be done in the same way we've always done it. But He will do a work of the Spirit and only a work of the Spirit. Well, we can accomplish in five minutes in prayer what we could not do in two hours of just going through the motions. Come on. This is not just something to do to pass the time, but this is the work of the Holy Ghost. This is the work of the Holy Ghost.
In the name of Jesus. 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 Here's the here's the point. He said, No flesh will glory in my presence. And why did he say this would be my house shall be called a house of prayer? Because prayerful people are people that are sacrificial. People that look for convenience are people that are not true prayers. And that's why he said, and he got so frustrated that he said, this ain't going to cut it. Because you're not praying. So you're looking for convenience. And Brother Chamalayan, we were just talking just a moment ago. And the Bible says, oftentimes in Scripture, God gives the punchline before he gives what's required. God would not be a very good joke teller. He always tells the punchline and he gives the joke. This is what he says. 1 Corinthians 10. For the weapons of our warfare. Now let's go back and just, let's just go back. We're following the Holy Ghost. We got time. It's only 637. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you in meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in the presence, who in presence am base among you and being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherein, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And then verse number five, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And here's how you do that. Bringing every thought into captivity Every thought to the obedience of Christ. You can't do that without prayer. 
So can I tell you tonight? And I'm just going to be as bold to say, in case you need it, here's a thus saith the Lord, okay? Since that puts it in a bigger standpoint, I'm going to give you a thus saith the Lord. You know why some of you are going through what you're going through? Because you're not praying. And you know what you want to do? You want to come to church and you want to put it all on God. And you want the preacher or the singers, whoever to do it, to shout you or preach you out of it. And God says, no more. I told my wife, actually I think I said it today. She might remember, it all comes together. I'm not a theologian like the bishop, but I I study. I enjoy studying. I mean, I I study stuff that's bizarre. I study stuff. I I mean, I'm not just studying. I'm studying. I study just, I don't know why I study. I just study, you know, goofy stuff. I enjoy studying. And it's not like I don't have anything that I haven't studied. But I was telling my wife, my goodness. God will not give me a release to preach a message and a big revelatory message to the church. He will not do it. I'm not saying it won't happen next week. I'm just saying right now, God will not do it. And I told my wife today, I was telling her, I said, you know what? Jesus has given me nothing. Now, you can sit there and go, you can't say that. You're the preacher. I'm letting you know. The preacher's saying, Jesus has given me nothing. Because you know why? Because if you want revelatory, we got about 2 billion hours worth of teaching by the best teacher that I know. And can I be honest with you? Oh, Jesus. Some of you have been taught to long enough and you still ain't got anywhere. So ain't nothing I can teach you that's going to get you out of there. If you ain't got it by now, baby, you ain't getting it. We got call to war. We got manifest. We got chain seminars. We got grace seminars. We got faith seminars. We got peace seminars. We got seminars to teach about seminars. We got teaching. We have got it. And I'm not saying that's bad and I'm not saying preaching. But there comes a point in time. And I told my wife this today. I said, you know what? I don't believe. I don't believe God is going to let what he's doing being, be about some great preacher. Some great singing. Because if that's the case, then you can say, well, that happened because they're a great this or they're a great that. Not because he's a great God. It's not going to be because some preacher comes up with the message that changes the world. There is a message that changes the world. Let me tell you what it is. It's very simple. Jesus loves you. That's the message. That's the message that changed the world. Outside of that, it's all icing on the cake. There is no special message. But as a people of God. That are willing to be able to move past our flesh. And to touch heaven. And you go back and you read the book of Acts. And you see how they did it. Did they preach? Yes. Did they have singing? Yes. They did all that. But ultimately it comes down to a 
day of Pentecost when they prayed until it happened. It comes down to an Acts chapter 4 moment when they prayed. And Acts 31, 4, 31 says, and it was shaken. It was shaken. And you go up tonight, and I've said this before, go home and you look it up. Look how many times you look up the word Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost in the book of Acts. You can't go much more than three or four verses without that being in there. Because that's what God wants to produce. And you know what? It flies in the face of everything our world is about and everything that Christianity has become about. Christianity has become has become about convenience. Christianity has become about let's just do this and let's do that. But ultimately, there is only one thing that can still shake this world and that is the power of prayer and people that pray. And we cannot any longer. I'm telling you, Bishop said it, and I've been feeling the same thing. And he, he said it, and others I've talked to feeling the same way. There is a dividing line that is coming in the body of Christ. There's a dividing line. I'm telling you, there is a dividing line that is coming in the body of Christ. Where those who just want to come and go through the motion. God is going to divide the body. Because he is ready to do a work and he is looking for a people that are willing to do it his way. And there is a dividing line that's coming in the body of Christ to those who want to pray and play and practice religion. And God's going to let you do that, but you're going to do it without him. But there's a group of people that are going to step out and get away from the way things have always... I mean, some of you break out in a cold sweat because all the, we're all ready to go. All right? When, when are we going to start? And, and you know what? I said it before. If I said tonight, you know what? If I, if I said tonight, and I called Brother, brother uh, uh, Elder Tino, I said, Elder Tino, I want you to make an announcement tonight, I mean, this morning, to, to the Severn Daughter Work, because I'm going to announce the same thing today at Crofton. And I'm canceling church tonight. And we're going to have a prayer meeting. You know what's so sad? God help us. You know what the attitude would be? Well, good, I don't have to come tonight. It's just a prayer meeting. Well, we're not... For not having church, I don't. I don't need to come. It's just a prayer meeting. So now, I know how that works. So I'm gonna trick you. I'm gonna call it church. But it may not be like you think. Okay, since you is this on? You ready? Thank God we got all that out of the way. We got some music. So now we can go and have some real move of God. We can stop panicking. But do you see? Being serious. I'm not, I'm not being critical. But do you see how we become? Where we can just 
we show up and we can just sort of robot our way through the service. And God, we don't even know. We go, we go away and say, I don't even know if God was even there. We sang. I heard preaching, but I don't know if. That, that's not cutting it. Bishop Wright made a statement Friday night, and I'll echo it because I believe it with all my heart. He made the statement. He said, we have focused inward long enough, and where has it gotten us? And I know, oh, I'm just stepping out there, but I feel good. I'm just stepping out there. Woo! I like it. Stir it up, baby. I got a stirring up spirit in me. Just trying to make sure Jesus helps me. I don't, ooh. But I know some of you are struggling. Because you have been fed for so long. That you don't, you are panicking. That now you're having to go feed yourself. You have had stuff spoon fed to you. That now you have been conditioned. And can I be honest with you? I'm going to say this with my eyes closed because I don't want anybody to think I'm picking anybody because I have nobody in mind. I'm speaking what I feel in my, in my spirit. But do you know what? If you feed your child long enough, you will, you will, you will raise a handicapped child. Because you will... Create that child where they cannot do anything for themselves. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, I don't know if it's a season. I don't know if it's a few weeks. I don't know if it's a few months. I don't know. I can't tell you that. I'm not saying this is a cosmic shift that will last, last forever. I'm just telling you for right here where we are right now, God is not... At least this way. I can only speak for myself. God is not allowing me to have one sliver of inward focus for this group. I can't tell you. That may, that may change in a week, a month. I don't know. I'm only, it, the best part about following the Holy Ghost is you just say, okay, Lord, where am I taking my next step? I don't have any clue where we're going down the road. I know that's not the great rah-rah thing a leader's supposed to say. You're supposed to have a plan. What's your five-year plan? Follow the Holy Ghost. Where do you want us to be in five years? Following the Holy Ghost. <laughs> What's the vision for the church? Following the Holy Ghost. Some sow, some water, God gives the increase. <laughs> We're following the Holy Ghost. And God is looking for a people that are willing to be desperate and hungry to break out of this. Break out. I just, I don't know why, I know that's a, a cliche thing we say all the time, but I just, it's like, sort of like this breakout thing. My God, I just want to take every sliver of religious, religion, religious chains and just, just, oh God. You know what? If you get fire hot enough, you can, you can melt metal. So I want the Holy Ghost to get so hot in here that every chain melts off of us. That every chain 
of anything. Every chain of doubt, every chain of unbelief, every chain of religion, every chain of status quo, every chain of apathy, every chain of passivity, it all gets burned up with the fire of the Holy Ghost. He said, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. We've left the fire and we've been satisfied with the Holy Ghost. But God, tonight, let us be baptized afresh and anew with the fire. Can I be honest with you? The devil doesn't care if you come to church. The devil doesn't care if you sit there. But the thing he does not want you to do. He does not want you to pray. He does not want you to get fired out in your soul. Because he realizes if that happens, he doesn't stand a chance. Here's what we're going to do. We're just going to we're just follow the Holy Ghost. Follow the Holy Ghost. For some reason, and Bishop has taught on this before. For some reason in a church, the women are the barometer of the spirit. Most churches I've been to that are spiritual have very spiritual women. And it would be easy tonight to let the women of this church lead us. But that's not what we're going to do tonight. In fact, I don't mean this to be, if you take it what it is. The Lord is not just going to let my wife be the only one that does it. Because I'll be honest with you. We just hand her the mic. The Spirit of the Lord moves. God can do some awesome stuff. But we can all say it's because of her. And we can ride someone else's coattail. But God is looking for a group of people. So here's what we're going to do. I'm not asking for everybody. But I, I want some, some, some brethren. I not, every, you don't have to, not everybody. If you don't feel it. That's okay. But I want some some brethren that have got some Holy Ghost just, I don't know what to say. Some Holy Ghost oomph up in you. That's a spiritual word. It's in there somewhere. It's in the Bible. It's in the Greek. Some oomph. Just some spiritual, I don't know. This is not a spiritual term, but some float like a butterfly and sting like a bee in you. Just, just. Some brethren that, that, that have some fight in you. I want you, brethren, to come stand down here. I don't, it, it, it don't have to, if you don't feel it, that's all right. We're just going to line across the front, brethren. Line across the front. Line across. Come on, you three. I need you three down here. Brethren, we're going to join together. 
Now, I know we don't like to hold hands. I understand that. But we're going we're gonna to put our hand on each other's shoulder. We're going we're gonna to bind together. We're going to pray. And we're going to break through some things tonight. You can join us if you want. That's okay. But we're going to pray. Brethren, I'm asking you to join together. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're not going to give a two-second prayer. We're going to pray. Come on, everybody join together with me right now. Come on, brethren. Come on, brethren. Let some spiritual boldness and spiritual authority rise up inside of you right now. Come on, right now. In the name of Jesus, 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 we come against every stronghold, we come against every principality and power, we cast it down in the name of Jesus, we rebuke it in Jesus' name, we lose the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Come on, brother. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's push in the spirit. Come on, brother. Let's pray. Come on, brother. Let's pray. Rise up, Holy Ghost. Rise up, Holy Ghost. Rise up, Holy Ghost. Rise up, faith. Rise up, boldness. Rise up, power. Rise up, fire. In the name of Jesus, I loose a fresh fire to fall in this place.
Yes. 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 Let it be in Jesus' name. Let it be in Jesus' name. Yes. He cut the Yankee Soto Riba. He little Oh, in the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, yes. Yes. Now all over this place, would you stand with me? And let's lift our voice and begin to give God a shout of praise. And a shout of thanksgiving. And a shout of praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Praise God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. 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 
Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You can return to your seats. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I got up. I got encouraged this morning. I was walking around and I couldn't find it at first, but Brother Brandt helped me find it. Right over top, actually, where Brother Trombley's standing, that door, up there it tells you the, the, the approved capacity for this room. And according to the fire department, the approved capacity for this room is 590. I thought, boy, all right, Jesus, you didn't put us somewhere that was tiny. You didn't put us somewhere that couldn't hold. But old Jesus said, I'm just going to give you some room to move and to grow. So I'm telling you what. There, we, 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 my Lord heard it. I've heard it for years. It's our time. It's our time. It's our time. And I believe that. But just because it's our time doesn't mean there's not nothing we, we have to do. So when we can, when we can connect God's timing with what we're doing, boy, some awesome stuff can happen. And with conjunction to that, we're doing some things, um, we're starting some things, and we're, we're, we're focusing on some things. Uh, I said it this morning, and I'll say it again this evening, in prayer, seeking the Lord over the last month of what he wanted us to do, uh, especially coming out of Easter and having something to focus on and something to, to do, um, because I, I do believe, I do believe in having a vision and focusing our faith. I think that's important. The Bible says where there is no vision, people perish. And when we just have arbitrary sort of arbitrary goals, arbitrary things, we, we don't have anything that we can measure by. And so what we're going to be doing, there's some things we're doing on Sunday morning, both for the Crofton group and um, the Severn Daughter work, are doing some things Sunday morning as uh, as individual groups but for combined and that means for both groups we're going to have a combined goal and that combined goal is going to be from now until the end of June from now until the end of June which is about 10 weeks it is going to be our goal to to teach a hundred bible study lessons and I say that to be, make sure you understand what I'm saying and what I'm not saying. I'm not saying teach 100 Bible studies. I'm saying teach 100 Bible study lessons. You ask, what's the difference? I'll tell you the difference. 
I can teach three or four lessons to the same person, but one Bible study. So we're measuring it by the number of lessons, by the number of times the word is going out and being sown. It may be sown to the same person, but it's being sown at separate times. We want to track that. We want to sow some seed. The Lord gave me this, and Bishop Wright confirmed it, and this is what we're going to call it. No seed, no harvest. No seed, no harvest. We're sowing seed. The Sunday morning group sowing seed, and we're going to sow sun, seed together in our Sunday night combined work. No seed, no harvest. So one of those seeds we're going to be sowing is we're going to be sowing seed in Bible study. That means if you're currently teaching a Bible study or if you teach a Bible study, and we're going to be promoting this and giving you some more material, how long is a Bible study? 15, 20 minutes of Bible study. Anytime you share the Bible, that's a Bible study. That's a lesson. You can, you can just share it for a few minutes, and that's okay. But every time you do that, we're going to ask you, if you would, to email, very simple, AntiochWest at MyAntioch.org. AntiochWest at MyAntioch.org. We'll send out an email to let you know this so you can see it and have this on your records. But AntiochWest at MyAntioch.org, and you're just going to give your name, who you taught the Bible study to, uh, and well, what else did we say about the trombone? Was it basically name, who you taught the Bible study to? How many people were in the Bible study? We want to be able to track all that so that we can show that we're doing that. We're going to work together. This, If we work together, this is such a simple goal. My Lord, if we can't teach 100 Bible study lessons in 10 weeks, we need to pack up. So it's not like we're asking for 10,000. We're doing 100. And there's already some that are going on. We just want to track those and count those. And so we'll give more information. I, I thought they were going to be ready Friday, but I'll have them next week. We're going to have a little board set up that has like the little meter thing you can color in so that we can all kind of see where we are. And we're going to do that. I think it's awesome. It's something we can all work together. It's a, it's a goal that we can see and move together. And if we work and do this thing, seed in the ground produces a harvest very simple seed in the ground produces a harvest and we and and i i'm not contradicting anything i just said but we can pray and we can pray and we can pray but if there's no seed i'm not the only one that said this but rain on a barren field produces weeds So we don't need we don't need weeds. We want we want a harvest. So we're going to continue to pray and we're going to sow and God guaranteed he'd give the increase. Bishop Wright said uh, this Friday night and I'm not just trying to quote him, but he we had a meeting Friday night and he spoke a lot of the stuff that we'd already been talking about feeling in our spirit. He said that the true measure that's coming to the church is not necessarily how many's in attendance, but it's how much seed is being sown. It's not the size of your barn, but it's how much seed's being sown. Because let's be honest, I read, I've, I've been reading this book, and it's a very challenging book, and, and the book is, is entitled An Autopsy, uh, uh, Autopsy of a Deceased Church. And one of the things in that book it talks about is how a church that's growing 
focus is this way, but as the church grows and dies, it starts to go this way. And when a church does this, that church has begun the seed of its own demise. So some of you that are wondering, why are we doing this? Why we got to do all this? Because if we don't, we will die. And you know what? This was not me that wrote it. The author of this book, he's not even apostolic. He just, he was a, he was a, he went around helping churches. And you know what he said? He said, the thing that was the hardest to do was to convince the members that the church was dying. And sometimes you're like, well, why we got to do this? Why would we got to do outright? Why do we got to do it? Can't we just come to church? We can. And we can die. But as they said, would we have died back in Egypt? We'd better off dying back in Egypt. God is doing something. God is looking for a people. And we are, we are a growing church. We are a church of growth. We're a church moving forward. So I know some of you are just, you just, well, this is just way out, out of your comfort level. I get it. I, 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 I get it. I understand that. But I'm not asking you to get up on a cross and crucify yourself. Just asking you to be a part of what God is doing. Not my ideas. These are not Joel Wright's ideas. These don't come out of a church growth manual. These are biblical principles that God has been starting to get the church back to. And in case you think I'm just making it up, the bishop has been preaching this now for the last couple of months everywhere he goes. So thankfully, we were already ahead of the game. And, and moving forward. And I'll say that to, to say, hey, you know, good for me. Well, it is good for me because I don't have to be corrected. <laughs> I will say, wait, let's back up. It is good for me. <laughs> it's better to be confirmed than corrected. I say all that to say, this is what the Spirit is doing. This is not another idea of Antioch. Here's another thing we're doing. We did congregations and we did care groups and now we're doing this. This is not an Antioch thing. It's a Jesus thing. It's a Jesus thing. This is not an idea of, a, of this, is, this is what Jesus is wanting to do. So if you're upset, I got an idea. Go home and you can take it up with him. And if he tells you something different, fine. I just want to know the name of the angel that showed up and told you. Or if they get all that straight, then we can go do it. We'll do it. It's fine. So that's what we're doing. We're focusing on that here coming up over the next uh a uh, few weeks, we'll be working on that together. We'll give you some materials. I believe we've bought some more Bible studies we can give to you. Um, and, but you don't, you can just, it, it doesn't have to be, we're, we're not, don't overthink it. It doesn't have to be something detailed overly. It's just sharing the gospel, sharing the word with other people. And uh, we just want to track that so we can see the progress of the seed that we're sowing. In conjunction with that, we've got two awesome uh, um Two awesome things coming up in June. I just want to throw them out there. It, they're still a good ways off, but I want you to be aware of them. Sunday night, June the 4th. Sunday night, June the 4th. We are going to have a first year anniversary celebration. That will be our first anniversary. You say, well, isn't that silly? Antioch has been around for this September will be 47 years Antioch has been in existence. Uh, but Antioch West was, was, was started a year ago, so why not celebrate that? We're going to have a, a, a bunch of stuff planned that evening, 
and looking for an awesome time. And then the following Sunday morning will be June the 11th. The following Sunday morning, we're going to have a combined, I believe, if I'm correct on that, I believe that is Pentecost Sunday. I believe that's the case. My phone, obviously, is not going to show me. I believe that's Pentecost Sunday, June the 11th. We're going to have a combined Sunday morning service that Sunday, and we're going to see a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost take place on that Sunday morning. So still a little ways off, but I just want you to kind of get aware of that, sort of some things that are happening. I'm really excited about the anniversary uh, uh, celebration. We're going to, we're going to have, uh, invite people and, and, um, and just have an opportunity uh, to, to um, celebrate what God has done and what God is doing and what God is going to do. Amen? Praise God. So I believe that is all of that. If the ushers would come, we're going to uh, take a moment. We're going to worship the Lord in our giving and so that we can have a complete night, we are going to sing. Woo! Praise God. We're going to worship the Lord in our singing, and we're going to worship the Lord in our giving. Amen. Amen. So if you would stand with us tonight. Father, we thank you for what you have done in this place. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. And I pray now in Jesus' name, I loose your blessings upon your people. I loose the blessings of God to flow through us, not to us, but through us, that your kingdom would be blessed. And as we give, Lord, in accordance to your word, of the cheerfulness of our heart, I speak your blessing over your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. We're going to sing. If you'd like to come and bring your offering right now, your tithing offering, you can do so as we worship the Lord. Bye. 
the victory. I can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop praising his name. Yeah, I can't stop praising his name, Jesus. Oh, he said, hey. His name, say Jesus. Oh, 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 Jesus. Nobody like you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Say the name, Jesus. No other name. No greater name. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lift up the name. Everybody say, I can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop praising his name, Jesus. One more time we say, I can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop praising his name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. We just sang it. Now let's do it without any music. I can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop praising his name. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Just clap your hands to the Lord one more time. You can all just stand right there. Just be seated just for a moment. Sister Naria, would you like to come? Praise God. You didn't know we got a new preacher tonight. I know the Bible scares you. I'm not here to give a message. I just can't remember, memorize this, this scripture by heart. <laughs> But I'm telling you, um, after hearing Pastor, I totally understand why God showed me what he showed me. And so I have the blessed opportunity um, to 
pay honor for us as a church to our beautiful First Lady Sister Kate. So please come join me. Come on. That's right. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So last week, uh, Brother Bickley asked me if I would, would want to do this. And I said, absolutely. Before I could even think of anything, my mouth opened and said, yes, because I love this young lady right yeah. here to my right. And so I started driving home that night. And I said, God, I really don't know what to say. Not because there's not a lot of things to say. There's so much to say. So then I was like, well, so God, what do I say? And then all of a sudden, immediately, I, you know, I said, yes, she's sweet. She's loving. She's encouraging. She's graceful. She's beautiful. All of those things. But it wasn't clicking. And then, and I started saying, well, God, what, what? And all of a sudden I saw sister Kate, like we always see her, her arms outstretched. Yeah. With so much power, so much power. and so much authority yeah. and I just praying like pastor was saying, praying, going forward. And I said, yes. And I said, well, what's the word God? There's a word missing. What is it? And so then he said, all right, you remember Moses and you remember in Exodus chapter 17, it says, Verse 11, as long as Moses held his hands up, the Israelites would win the fight. Yes. But when Moses put his hands yes. down, the Amalekites would win. Later, when Moses' arms became tired, the men put a large rock under him, and he sat on it. Then Aaron and Hur held up Moses' hands, Aaron on one side, Hur on the other. They kept his hands steady until the sun went down. So Joshua defeated the Amalekites in this battle. Then the Lord said to Moses, write about this battle in a book so people remember. And be sure to tell Joshua because I will completely destroy the Amalekites from the earth. Can you believe that? Then Moses built an altar and named it. The Lord is my banner. Moses said, I lifted my hands towards the Lord's throne. The Lord will fight against the Amalekites forever. So I pictured and I said, okay, God, so what's the word? And he said, because I saw her in the spirit and he said, she's fierce. Fierce. So that's when I got the word and I looked up fierce. It says aggressive, powerful, strong, violent, and forceful. So when we're in battle, that's the first lady we want. So she may be graceful and she may be beautiful, but when those hands go up, she is aggressive. She is forceful. She is focused. She is used of God. Yes. So I am happy that I am under this ministry because I am protected and I am covered. So what the Lord also showed me through what pastor was saying is that she's still a mom. She still goes through. So 
So when I get a chair, can I get a chair? So when she is tired, please, Sister Kate. And we might say, okay, that's her, but where's my part? And when she's tired, we know there's certain people that have right. their place. Sister Owens, can you yeah. please come stand right here and lift yeah. this arm? Yeah. Sister Alders, can you come lift this arm? Yeah. I know these ladies are sensitive to Sister Kate. Right. And they'll be the first ones. Oh, and then we have Sister Bickley Sister and Bickley. Sister Nielsen. You, you guys yeah. are the Joshuas out here taking care oh. of business. Taking so care then of what's everything. the rest of us? Like Pastor said, she can lift her hands, but we're the people on the ground. We're the ones battling. We're the ones fighting, and we've got this. We've got this. I'm telling you, we've got this in prayer. That is us. Each of us have a role. Each of us have a responsibility. Each of us. Pastor said it's just not on her. We all have a place, and I am blessed to be covered by this ministry. We love you, Sister Kate. We love you. So here are these lovely cards from the body and this beautiful bouquet of flowers. Because you are worth it and so much more. I am so proud to call you my first lady. I love you. I told you're gonna take it away. Yes, bring Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sister Knight. Happy birthday to you. Say something. Speak to us. I'll make this short and sweet. <laughs> I'm truly honored. Um, I was hoping I would be forgotten. I was really hoping, but you all love me way too much. And I appreciate it, but it's truly an honor. It's truly an honor to serve all of you. It, I just, yeah, thank you. I love you all. Praise God. Would you stand one more time? Sister Marie, you need to start praying about a call or something. Just, woo, she, was, she even got over here a little bit. She walked back over here. Woo. Woo. Although she made me a little nervous, she said, she's fierce. I'm like, oh, God, I got to go home. Cheer Jesus. Thankfully, it's only in the spirit. Praise God. Amen. All that stuff was spiritual stuff. Amen. Praise God. Let's just thank the Lord one more time. Can we do that? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And we're going forward in Jesus. Walking in him. Following after him. Doing what he wants us to do. And you know the thing about that so awesome? You don't have to do anything else. No more, no less. 
just what he wants you to do. That's not just about what we do here when we gather together. That's every day. Living for God really is easy. It's just doing what he wants you to do every day. Nothing more, nothing less. You know, some days he does just say, you just, you can relax, you can chill. Really. There is, there is spiritual, there can be a spiritual application to that. So we're just following the Holy Ghost. Amen. Make sure you greet somebody and let them know you love them. And if you don't know them, introduce yourself. We got a breakdown tonight. So God bless you. Thank you for your willingness to obey the Holy Ghost tonight. God bless you. Let's go forward in Jesus' name.